Bob Merberg. Welcome to the HiHo Podcast, produced in conjunction with the HiHo Newsletter. Subscribe to the newsletter at HiHo.substack.com. That's H-E-I-G-H-H-O dot Substack dot com. Today's episode features another installment in our series looking at work through the lens of Disney's 1937 animated classic, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Is Snow White's truth stranger than fiction? As five million kids toil in mines globally and battle lines are drawn for and against U.S. child labor, now's the time to take stock. Today's episode is called Snow Whitewashing Child Labor, Then and Now. Off we go. Snow White and the Seven Dwarves has its share of chilling moments, though Disney sanitizes the darkest details of its source material, the 19th century Grimm Brothers version. Perpetuating white lies, so to speak, may be inherent to a tale's retelling. Even the earliest versions of Snow White, arguably based on a true story, apparently glossed over a human tragedy, child labor, that plagues us to this day. The animated classic, you'll recall, is about a beautiful princess banished by her stepmother. She takes refuge with seven dwarfs who work in a mine. Eventually, the stepmother catches up with Snow White and poisons her. The scholarly Grimm brothers learned the Snow White story, like many fairy tales, through the oral folklore tradition, generations passing it down via spoken word. If you're curious, I've linked to a Grimm version of Snow White in the show notes. Note that, among other similarities, the Grimm's dwarfs are undeveloped characters. Their names and quirks were Walt Disney's idea. Since the 1990s, scholars have argued that the story is based on the life of German Countess Margarita von Waldeck, born near the city of Bad Wildungen in the 1500s. Margarita, like Snow White, was known for her beauty. Her father, Count Philip IV, sent, or banished, the 16-year-old countess to Brussels to cement political connections, ideally by marrying a prince. Someday her prince did come, the charming crown prince Philip II. The prince's dad, Emperor Charles V, objected to the courtship, deeming Margarita beneath his son's noble class. When 20-year-old Margarita suddenly got sick and died, the word on the street was that, like Snow White, she'd been poisoned. In Margarita's case, the murderous crime was not committed by her stepmother, but by a perp acting on the emperor's order. Margarita's hometown was a mining community, and of course, in the Snow White fairy tale, a mine is where, hi-ho, hi-ho, off to work, the dwarfs go. The job of digging out the copper and gold fell to workers small enough to navigate the mine's crevices, impoverished enough they had no choice. Children, 
were deemed the ideal fit. Utah State University's Claudia Schwab leaves no stone unturned mapping the similarities between the sagas of Margarita and Snow White, including the dwarf's backstory. She wrote, quote, Even the lankiest boys must have suffered from the narrowness of the tunnels constantly threatened by falling rocks since their woolen or leather headgear, the Google, a type of hood with a trailing point, provided little protection. The labor below ground caused many chronic illnesses and physical deformities, not to mention the mental damages and psychological distress. Due to a lack of sunlight and hard work in awkward positions, the children's bodies gradually withered away and became stunted. One can easily imagine that in the 16th century, when the miners came out of the mines with their headgear on, they must have looked like dwarves. End quote. Another parallel Schwab describes, quote, In the 16th century, the miners of the small town near Marguerite's home usually shared one small house. The unique architectural design of the houses, as well as the shared living community of the miners, resembles the living situation of the dwarfs in Snow White. End quote. In Snow White, the dwarf characters were likely derived from real-life child miners. But that's not the end of our story. Child labor isn't a vestige of days gone by. In fact, media outlets quote Department of Labor Administrator Jessica Lumen on a recent conference call announcing a child labor crackdown in the U.S., quote, this isn't a 19th century problem. This isn't a 20th century problem. This is happening today. We are seeing children across the country working in conditions that they should never be employed in in the first place, end quote. Battle lines are drawn in campaigns for and against U.S. child labor. The number of kids U.S. companies employ illegally increased 69% since 2018, the Department of Labor tells us. The maximum civil fine for a child labor violation is $15,138 per child. Some industries are pushing for more access to kids. While rates of violations skyrocket, 10 states have introduced or passed legislation loosening child labor restrictions, according to a report by the Economic Policy Institute. Child labor is widespread globally, and nowhere is this truer than the mining industry. Five million children, according to some estimates, do the grueling, life-threatening work of miners in Asia, Africa, Latin America, and Europe. They're often victims of human trafficking, and if they're paid anything at all, it's as little as $1 to $3 a day. Developed nations, such as the U.S. and the U.K., are a far cry from the most egregious perpetrators of child labor. We are, however, among the largest consumers of products made from the material dug out by small hands. There are other interpretations of how the Snow White story depicts the dwarf's livelihood, 
Some arguing the minors symbolize collectivism at its best, while others say it's marginalization at its worst. Either way, the tragedy of child labor persists. Mm -hmm.